For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! We've reached the halfway point of the NBA season already. It's crazy to think about in this COVID world that we're halfway through, but it is here. The Bulls take on the Pelicans Wednesday night at 7 p.m. to wrap up the first half of the NBA season. I'm going to give you my grades and look at the good and the bad from the first 34 games of the season here on the Believe in Bulls podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick Schultz. It's awesome to be back with you for another week. It is absolutely insane to think about that we're already halfway through the NBA season with everything that's going on, all the postponements around the league, which the Bulls had another game postponed on Monday. Their game against the Raptors was postponed to a later date because the Raptors did not have the eight players necessary to play the game. So the Bulls had an unexpected day off. They are back in action Wednesday night at 7 p.m. against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Bulls are five-and-a-half-point underdogs with an over-under of 237, depending on where you look if you're into sports betting. But yeah, we are halfway through. The All-Star Game is coming up on March 7th. Zach Levine will be playing in the All-Star Game, and he will be in the three-point competition. That news dropped Tuesday night in a crowded field for Zach. A great opportunity for Zach Levine to make some noise. Of everybody in the field, by the way, Zach has the highest field goal percentage at 43.3%. Yes, that is higher than Steph Curry, who is at 41.1%. So that's going to be exciting to see during the skills competition at the NBA All-Star Game, again, March 7th. And this year, obviously, Zach will be playing in the game. Last year, when the game was at the United Center, he was just in the three-point competition. Now he's going to be in the game, too, which he should have been last year. But he'll be doing both this year. But we have to look at the halfway point of the NBA season now because the Bulls are 15-18. and 18. They are 10th in the East. 
Last week when we did the show, they were sixth in the East. So game 34 coming up Wednesday night. So the Bulls have played 33 games so far. Let's look at the good and the bad. Because it's pretty equal, the amount of good and bad. Because coming into this year, we weren't really sure what we were going to get from this Bulls team. It was the first year under Billy Donovan. A new system was put in place, a brand new front office, a top draft pick in Patrick Williams who had people raising eyebrows on draft night, now turning into a really solid pick and a good piece to build around. Didn't quite know what we were going to get. Right now, the Bulls have six good wins by my count and six bad losses by my count. Let's go through those. Portland, January 5th, Bulls won 111-108. to that was a good win. That was where you knew, okay, maybe this team could be legit. That's a good win. See where they can go from here. Then they beat Charlotte, January 22nd, 123-110. Charlotte is the 8th seed in the East as we sit here right now, Wednesday afternoon. The New York Knicks, that game on February 1st, the Bulls won 110-102. They beat Julius Randle, Tom Thibodeau, and the New York Knicks. That was a good win because the Knicks are one of the surprise teams in the league this year. The Orlando Magic game was a bounce-back win, 118-92. to That was in Game 2 of a back-to-back. 118-92, to Bulls came out on top there. Then the Indiana Pacers game on February 15th, the Bulls won that one 120-112. to And the last good win by my count was the Detroit Pistons game on February 17th. If you recall, that was a rescheduled game because the Bulls had a postponement, and then they, slide, they slid in and got the Pistons. To come to town, Bulls came back from a 25-point deficit to win that game 105-102. to So of the 15 games that the Bulls have won so far, heading into Wednesday night's game against New Orleans, six of them by my count are good wins. And when I say good wins, I mean wins over good teams, or in, case, in the case of the Magic game and the Pistons game, they were good bounce-back wins or gritty wins. Like it showed that the Bulls were resilient, And they are games that I keep saying the Bulls would not have won last year under Jim Boylan, under John Paxton and Gar Foreman in the front office. If they were down 25 points at any point last year, they would have just rolled over and just taken the loss. That's just the team they were. Now, Billy Donovan is teaching them how to win. A little more on that in just a second. I'm going to revisit a quote that I played a few weeks back on the pod. Now we have to look at the bad losses because there have been a few. The first one was right out of the gate to Golden State. Final score, 129-128. to Everybody was quick to blame the refs for the no-call, and the last two-minute report came out and said there were two missed calls on the last play by Golden State, and that gave Golden State the victory. You can't just blame the refs, though. You can't put yourself in a position to have it come down to the referees. That is the biggest thing in college basketball, in NBA, in WNBA, You can't have it come down to the referees. You have to put yourself in a good position for your team to win. Next on the list is the game against Sacramento, January 6th. Bulls lost that one, 128-124. to The Sacramento Kings are not very good this year, but Tyrese Halliburton had himself a game in that when he took over the fourth quarter and led the Kings to a 128-124 victory. Then the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Billy Donovan's old squad. Bulls lose that one 127-125. to The Thunder aren't great this year. I wouldn't say they're good. I wouldn't say they're bad. I'd say they're very middle of the pack. But either way, that was a game the Bulls should have won. Ended up losing by two. 
Portland game, January 30th. Bulls lost that one 123-122. to Game time in that one. Damian Lillard hit a buzzer beater. And there was a no call on a jump ball. But again, you can't just blame the referees. You had to put yourself in position. And the Bulls did, but they couldn't close the game. That's where the youth really started to show. And Damian Lillard, the veteran that he is, and he hit that dagger buzzer beater off the jump ball. That should have been a jump ball. And instead it was a no call. And gave the Trailblazers a 123-122 victory. The game against the Orlando Magic. I put the Magic game in my good wins, the game after this one. Bulls lost that one 123-119. to They should have won that game, and they didn't. That's why I put the other Magic game in my good wins, because they bounced back from that tough loss to win 118-92. to And the final bad loss of the season was the Washington Wizards game on February 8th. The final score, 105-101. to Simply put, you can't lose to the Washington Wizards. They're a bad team. They're just not good this year. That happens. The Wizards are bad. You can't lose to bad teams. You have to beat the bad teams to prove you belong in the playoff conversation. So, going through those bad losses, the final scores. Let me, let me run you through these deficits here. 1.4 point, points, 2 points, 1 point, 4 points, 4 points. These bad losses have been close. The blowout losses have come to teams that the Bulls, frankly, should have lost to. And when I say should have lost to, I mean, like, the teams were just that much better. I mean, you're not going to beat Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and the Milwaukee Bucks. It's just not going to happen. Yes, the Bulls beat the Dallas Mavericks in January. They didn't have Luka Doncic in that one. Yes, they lost to the Lakers, 117-115 to in L.A., and could have won that game. L.A. didn't have Anthony Davis in that one. Yes, they could have probably beat the Clippers January 10th, the game they lost 130-127. L.A. didn't have Paul George in that one. The Lakers lost 101-90 January 23rd. The Lakers were at full strength. They had Anthony Davis and LeBron. Celtics game, 119-103 loss January 25th. The Celtics had Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So they're losing the games that they frankly should lose. Because the teams are so much better. But these games that were close. I mean, I ran you through. The Warriors, they should have won that game. All they had was Steph Curry. Draymond Green was not available in that game. They should have beat Sacramento. Sacramento's not that good a team this year. The Thunder aren't that great. They should have won the Portland game. Because Portland was without C.J. McCollum. They only had Damian Lillard. They should have beaten Orlando. Because Orlando, again, is also middle of the pack. Just like Oklahoma City. And the Wizards are just a bad team. You need to beat the Washington Wizards. But the fact that each of those quote-unquote bad losses I mentioned came by four points at the most shows you the Bulls are close. And I take you back to a quote from Billy Donovan after a game where he talked about how his team doesn't know how to win. Let's listen to that once again. Well, I think, Sam, my job is to teach them what goes into winning, you know, as, as a coach. And, and, you know, I'm not asking you know, anybody on our team to be anybody, anybody but themselves. You know, I think they've all gotten better. They've all made progress. They've all made strides, but I just can't sit there as a coach and just sit there and say, okay, well, this is who you are. Just keep doing what you do and who you are. I mean, I, I think that would be a terrible mistake and a disservice to the players. I mean, they, they, if they, they want to win, they want to win. I mean, they, this is a hardworking group. It's a good group of guys. Uh, they they want to win. They don't know how to, you know, they're, they're learning how to, and there's things that, you know, it was interesting. I was like talking to Kobe about this um, 
a couple, I, I don't know, it was a couple games ago, but like we're on a little bit of a run and he's made a couple shots and then like he wants to heat check. We don't need a heat check right now. We're on a run. Like, okay, so it's a long rebound and, and we break momentum. We've got to understand the things that break momentum. And I, I still believe we have control over some of the passes that we made, uh, the decisions that we made. We're, we're, we're up 22 or 23 points and we go through a stretch there where it's like, and I thought it happened, to be honest with you, Sam, I thought it happened in the middle of the second quarter, but we made some shots and rebounded, and I think we were up 18 at the half. But they had cut it all the way down to maybe seven or eight points with about four or five minutes to go, and we kind of went on a run to close the second quarter. But the same thing happened in the middle of the third quarter, and these, these, these runs or these momentum swings, they just go on for too long. And I've got to try to find a way to help them see the things that are important that they have to do to put themselves in position to win. I said it at the time. I'm going to say it again. The Bulls have done a lot of losing over the last few years because it's all they've known how to do under Jim Boylan, especially. Yes, under Fred a little bit too. But under Boylan, they lost a lot of games. Now they have a coach who knows how to win. Billy Donovan won at Florida. He took Oklahoma City to five straight playoffs with five different rosters. That's not easy to do. So you have a coach who knows how to win in certain tough situations. Now he has another tough situation here and he's showing these guys how to win. They are only 3 games under 500. That is very impressive for this team that had a lot of question marks around it at the start of the season. Now let's get to my grades cuz I do have some grades to give out for the Bulls this year. Offensively speaking, the offense has looked better. There is an actual system in place. I still don't think Jim Boylan had any semblance of an offensive system when he was coaching this team last year. I don't think there was an offensive system at all. Now you have one. Zach Levine is having a career year. He's having an all-star caliber year. Eighth in points per game as a team. Eighth in assists per game as a team. But the stat that's holding them back and the reason for a lot of these losses is the fact that the Bulls are 30th in the league in turnovers per game. They are last in the NBA in turnovers per game, committing 16 turnovers per game. You have to take care of the basketball. And that's something the Bulls just haven't done this year. And it's led to a lot of these losses. You go through these, I can pinpoint, even in the good wins, we're talking about the turnovers and the problems with the turnovers. Maybe that comes down to not having a true point guard. I know Kobe White's still developing. I know there are arguments out there about if... He didn't go to the NBA. He'd be a junior right now at North Carolina. No college athlete is fully well-rounded as a junior. I get that. I know he's very young. He's still trying to find his identity in this league. I think he's more of a catch-and-shoot shooting guard. I think if you bring in a true point guard like Lonzo Ball, I think the Bulls would be in a much different situation with their turnover problem because last in the league in turnovers and their 10th in the Eastern Conference, they would be barely in the play-in tournament. Imagine what would happen if they cut down on the turnovers, even just take away two or three per game. If you take away two turnovers per game, if they go down from 16 turnovers to 14, that would tie with New Orleans for 14th in the league. If they got it down to 13 per game, they would be fifth in the NBA in turnovers per game. That's not a lot to ask for. You just need to take care of the basketball. Take away two or three per game, and you will be in a much better spot 
as you gear up for the playoff push. Because right now, you're coming up on the All-Star break. You have a week off here for the All-Star game, All-Star festivities. You have some time off. Regroup, regather, and see where you can go. Because if the Bulls can beat New Orleans Wednesday night, because I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon, if the Bulls can beat the Pelicans... They'll be 16 and 18. They'll be two games under 500 at the halfway point in the year. I'd take that. If you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, yeah, I'd take that because they're in the play-in tournament as they sit there right now. Now, when they got up to the sixth spot in the East last week, people were talking playoffs maybe because they were plus 360 on FanDuel Sportsbook. I know that for a fact. And I want to say DraftKings had them too at plus 360 to make the playoffs. Now they're down to about plus 420. But either way, you're getting in the playoff conversation. You have an all-star in Zach Levine. All you have to do as a team is cut down on the turnovers. That sounds easier said than done, I know. But you just cut down on the turnovers, take care of the basketball. That is by far the biggest thing for the Chicago Bulls. I give the offense a B-. minus. Is that a little generous? Maybe. But when you're 8th in points per game and you're setting franchise records for points per game and you're 8th in assists per game, meaning you're running an efficient offense... If you can just cut down on the turnovers, you'll be in good you'll be in good shape. But I give them B minus C plus, I'd say, for the offense this year, and that's just because there's a semblance of an offense. That is weird for the Chicago Bulls to have a semblance of an offense because the last couple years under Jim Boylan were so bad. It was such bad basketball. Now they're exciting to watch and they're in these close games. Defensively speaking, though, the defense has not been there. I have been preaching about this all season long. The defense just has not been there. 24th in opponents' points allowed per game. 20th in personal fouls per game. You go to Daniel Gafford. You go to Wendell Carter. They get into foul trouble. They get into foul trouble very easily. And the defense, it's Zach, Zach Levine, I know I talk about him being an all-star. I know I talk about how great a year he's having. You have to be honest because that's that's my job here. I'm looking at this partially from a fan's perspective, but I'm a reporter, so I have to be honest. Zach is a liability on defense. I don't think that's out of left field to say. I don't think that's I don't think I'm out of line. Zach, I, I don't have a stat to measure it, but just passing the eye test by watching games, he is a liability on the defensive end. Patrick Williams is a good defender. Wendell Carter is a Good defender when he's not getting into foul trouble. Those two can't anchor the defense. You need more help. You need one more good defender. And Zach Levine is just not a good defender yet. He has his moments, don't get me wrong, but he's not a good defender yet. I give the defense a C- or D+. The defense is just not there. I know they're a young team. I understand. I make this analogy all the time. I am as old or older than three players in the starting lineup. I understand they're young. I, I get it. But honesty is honesty. If you if you want to be a playoff team, if you want to be looked at as a playoff team, you've got to up your defense. That's why I give the defense a C- or D-plus this season. Now, they could easily turn that around in the second half. I've seen it happen. I've seen teams play bad first halves and come out the second half a different team. That can happen. But until it does, yeah, I'm going to give the defense a harder time. Like I might have been a little soft on the offensive grade with that B minus C plus. I might be a little harsh on the defense with that C minus D plus. But you're 24th in the league 
in opponent's points per game, 20th in fouls per game, and, I mean, going off the offensive end, that you can't rely on transition defense when you're committing 16 turnovers per game. That is a league high. So overall, in the first half of the year, through the first 33 or 34 games, 34th games being played tonight on Wednesday, I give the Bulls a C plus or a C. Just because I bounce back and forth on these grades. With a B minus, C minus, I'd give them maybe a C plus. If you give them the C plus, D plus, I'll maybe give them a C. There's no real scientific method to this. It's kind of just how I grade them on a scale. It's not at all objective. It's very subjective. So, so far, the Bulls are average. C plus, C. My mom's a teacher. I'm a substitute teacher. So, C's are average. C's get degrees in college. So, yeah, C plus or a C. They're good enough to be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference is just that bad, which is okay. If you make the playoffs, you make the playoffs. I mean, look, look at the Chicago Bears. They're, they backed into a playoff spot that wasn't there a year ago, and Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are talking about how they've had a playoff roster two of the last three years. Not to get off subject here, but just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, I'd say the Bulls are average right now. I think that's the best way to put it. So now, as we get set for the All-Star break, as I keep saying, the Bulls play the Pelicans Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can catch Adam Amin and Stacey King on NBC Sports Chicago. It is a great broadcast. If you haven't watched a Bulls game this year, you need to. I'd also recommend Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington on the radio stream. Chuck's a buddy. He's a friend of the show. Spreads, if you're into betting, uh, the Bulls are 5.5-point underdogs, and the over-under is at 237. Bulls against the spread, though, have been struggling as of late. That was a bad beat the other night when the Bulls played the Denver Nuggets and were covering plus four and a half until Zach Levine missed a three with 1.9 seconds left and Jamal Murray got fouled and sent to the free throw line and made two free throws and Denver covered four and a half. That was tough. So updated standings from the Action Network against the spread this year. The Bulls as a whole are 18, 14, and 1, 7, 10, and 1 at the United Center. They are now 11 and 4, though, against the spread away. Just keep that in mind because the Bulls are on the road tonight in New Orleans. So that they are five and a half point underdogs in New Orleans tonight. 11 and 4 against the spread on the road. Also, the over-unders on the road, 8 and 7 away, 10 and 8 at home, so pretty much down the middle there. But just another look at the Bulls from a gambling perspective. Let's look at the upcoming schedule because now we have a second half schedule as I talked about last week. Obviously, after the Bulls wrap up the second half schedule Wednesday night, their next game after the All-Star break is Thursday, March 11th. So next week's show, probably going to have a special guest on with me. I'm working on some details. Stay tuned for that because there aren't any games to recap except the All-Star game. Thursday, March 11th, the Bulls will play the Philadelphia 76ers at the United Center and then the Miami Heat at the UC in a back-to-back before taking on the Toronto Raptors Sunday, March 14th, also the or the Tampa Raptors. That'll be Sunday, March 14th. Tuesday, March 16th, the Oklahoma City Thunder come to town. And then Wednesday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, the day the podcast will drop, San Antonio comes to town. So out of the gate, The Bulls have a nice little five-game homestand. Home sweet home, sweet home Chicago. That's going to be really nice coming out of the All-Star break to be at the United Center. That's all I have for this week's show. Just a couple programming notes. As I just mentioned, next week there are no games to recap. 
so I might have a special guest on with me. I'm working out some details. Stay tuned to my Twitter, at NickSchultz underscore seven for that. Hoping to have more guests on down the road now that I'm finding my footing with this whole thing. Thank you again for bearing with me early on as I started this show. Again, thank you for listening. Please, please, please download and subscribe to the Believe in Bulls podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at NickSchultz underscore seven to talk some bulls. That's the wrap for this week. Looking forward to talking with you again next Wednesday here on the Believe in Bulls podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.